0: Welcome to Stuff You Should Know About Therapy. This podcast discusses everything you've ever wanted to know about therapy, but didn't know how to ask. We discuss many topics on this show, including how to help you overcome and cope with various situations. What many don't realize is that all of us are faced with various traumas, and anxieties and that we all want to work towards overcoming them here we want to take away the stigma of therapy and assure you that everyone who is listening to this podcast is just like you someone wanting to work on and improve their mental health this podcast is your secure stop on your way of finding your answers. My name is Matthew, and I'll be your host. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, and welcome back. Thank you again for joining me. Can you believe we're already in the last week of May? I have really been falling into a routine, and the time is going by really fast for me. I have really enjoyed making this extra content for everyone out there, and I hope it helps. Your attention means the world to me, and I'd like to think that this podcast is at least one good place for you to put your attention for a little while, for a little bit of relief, and for a little bit of something to take home with you. Today, I want to talk about making meaning out of grief. As we begin to talk about normal life, or getting used to what might be a new normal, we naturally want to begin to place these events into a place in our minds. Where we place it is the meaning we give it. While we can't control what happens to us, we can, at least partially, control how we take meaning from the events of our lives. Let's talk about how. Over the last few weeks, we have been talking about what to do with grief when it hits us. There was a lot of emphasis on accepting and processing the emotions. But when we start to make meaning from grief, merely accepting what we make of it might not be enough. We can choose how we want the grief to shape us. It is never too late, by the way, to allow grief to shape you for the better. It is all how we choose. To frame the events, I have a client, for example, who was offered a huge opportunity before everything happened. Thanks to the pandemic, that opportunity is no longer available. At first, my client felt like everything was happening to her. I can't believe my luck just when I was getting somewhere with my career, was the sort of things she would say to me. I would follow it up by asking, do you think the opportunity was all luck? She would respond no. I have been working extra hard lately to develop the skills I need to make that advance. That's the hard part of all this. All that work for nothing. Perplexed by her answer, I asked her if it was really for nothing, or if she still thought that the sort of person that she is can still generate that kind of opportunity. Once she began to see where I was going with this, she responded, yes, but that those types of opportunities don't come around all the time, and that the timing for this particular opportunity was perfect. Is there any more training that you can do, or are you still learning, is what I asked. She informed me that there's always opportunity to learn and to grow. That's fair, was my response. And then I proceeded to ask, What if you looked back on this day and thought to yourself, Thank God I missed that opportunity. I never would have gotten this better one. What do you think you would need to do in order to make that happen? After a long pause, she responded that practice indeed makes perfect, and for her to keep training and to not take this pandemic so personally. It's not like she immediately switched in that moment. She needed time to adjust to a new meaning in her head. She still wanted to feel bad. And that's why she smiled when I asked some of those questions. But that's the first step awareness. A smile in that circumstance is an indication of awareness. She was smiling at her own contradictions. Over the next few weeks, she slowly shifted from feeling victimized. By this pandemic, to feeling like it was exactly what she needed in her life. I've been really digging into my personal development. I never had the time before. I'm finding out exactly what I want from life. And I'm already glad that I didn't get that opportunity because it was just a better version of the thing. I didn't actually want for some of her responses in later sessions. A skeptic or a natalist may think, you're just making up meaning that suits you. To them, I say, exactly. We are already making meaning all the time. We can't help it. It's who we are as human beings. When I say the word dog, you are able to remember what dogs are, thanks to the meaning you have attributed to that word. You may remember your dog, a dog you knew, the color, the type of fur, the behavior, or on the flip side, it might conjure up negative emotions because of previous altercations and interactions with dogs. There's not much we can do in this world without meaning structures. You might as well pick one and go with it. Grieve shapes us whether we like it or not. If we think it doesn't, that's actually the first step of grief, and it's called denial. The trick to grief is letting it shape you in the ways you want, and not in the ways that you don't. That's what eventually happened with my client, and it is possible to do it with any grief given enough time and courage to face it. If you bear with me and allow me to be a little vulnerable, I'd like to share something with you. I sometimes choose to believe in things that I have no way to prove because they help my grief shape me in a good way. For example, my uncle, who was also my godfather, passed away recently. While at the cemetery, we the family walked by the casket, putting dirt on the top of it. And the words, from the dust we come to the dust we return, kept running through my mind. And at that moment, I felt my uncle. It felt like he was telling me, I'll watch out for you from here on. And the feeling was so strong that I will never forget it. Now, do I literally believe that he is with me? Those who believe in an afterlife will say yes, while those who don't will say no. Either way, it helps me make meaning for my uncle's death and lets it shape me in a positive way. It is something that I feel, not just a simple thought in my head. All of this is to say, feel free to allow your personal beliefs to help you make meaning from tragedy. Even if that belief does not include an afterlife or some type of continuation of a soul. Knowing that suffering has stopped on behalf of the sufferer Is positivity enough? I think we all know people who let grief define them. They are caught up in the story that they are a victim because of the loss. They are sad. They have been treated unfairly or wronged somehow. To be honest, I have been this person more than once in my life, and it's okay. Awareness, as always, is the first step. Let's all look closely at our grief right now. How is it shaping us? Do we want to go on that way? Remember, any grief can be reframed in a helpful way if we are willing to do the work and have courage to face the darkness. So, what does shaping our grief look like? The answer to that is simple. It's up to you. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode of Stuff You Should Know About Therapy. Stay connected with us directly through our website at stuffyoushouldknowabouttherapy.com or you can join the discussion on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. If you'd like to speak with us directly, please email me at matthew at And as always, Thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. And until next time, that's stuff you should know about therapy.